1: Morning and welcome to the Neptune Wellness Solutions Q1 2022 earnings call. My name is Katie and I'll be coordinating your call today. If you'd like to ask a question during the presentation, you may do so by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. I will now hand the call over to your host, Steve West, Vice President of Investor Relations, to begin. Steve, please go ahead.
2: Thank you, Operator, and good morning, everyone. With me today are Michael Camerata, President and Chief Executive Officer, and Dr. Tony Renau, Chief Financial Global Operating Officer. As a reminder, all amounts discussed today are in Canadian dollars, and our remarks may contain forward-looking information representing our expectations as of today and may be subject to change. We do not undertake any obligation to update any forward-looking statement, except as may be required by Canadian and U.S. securities laws. Assumptions were made in preparing these forward-looking statements, which are subject to risks as laid out in our public filings found on SEDAR and EDGAR. For your scheduling purposes, we are tentatively planning to release our second quarter financial results before markets open on November 11th and host our earnings call later that same morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I will now turn the call over to Michael. Thank you, Steve, and good morning, everyone. This morning, we reported our first quarter results. We reported revenue of $12.4 million, which was above our pre-announced range of $10 to $12 million. Both our reported revenue and gross profit improved compared to fourth quarter, which illustrates that our transformation to deliver a diversified health and wellness CPG company is working. We expect this growth trend to continue through the rest of the year. Now let me update you on some operational highlights from first quarter. In cannabis, we launched Moonring flower into Alberta, the fourth territory where we are selling our branded cannabis products. Moonring Florida Citrus Kush dried flower is now selling in Alberta and British Columbia. During the quarter, we also introduced three additional Moonring products: Florida Citrus Kush dried flower, high THC capsules, high THC oil in British Columbia, and in Quebec we launched our high CBD capsules and oils under the Panhash brand. While we are rapidly building our cannabis brands, we are just beginning to realize our full potential. At the end of the first quarter, Neptune's cannabis brands were sold in four main territories, representing more than 80% of Canada's total legal market. We ended the quarter with eight SKUs sold in about 400 of the approximately 2,000 stores in the four territories where we operate. Moving to nutraceuticals, we continue our expansion efforts during the quarter. We continue to undertake several ongoing clinical studies evaluating Maximal as a lipid delivery platform when combined with supplements such as CoQ10 and vitamin K2. We anticipate announcing those results in the coming weeks and expect that they will be in line with Maximal's past studies, which have shown Maximal improves bioavailability and onset. Our ability to leverage the Maximal technology across virtually any vitamin or supplement makes this a very valuable asset for Neptune. Turning to organic food and beverages. As previously announced, in addition to our Walmart.com and Target U.S. store launches, we have signed an exclusive licensing agreement with Cocoa Melon, the number one children's entertainment show with more than 10 billion views on YouTube worldwide. Our increased retail distribution for Sprouts is already leading to stronger sales growth as anticipated when we made the acquisition, and we expect this growth to continue long term. Now, before I turn over this call to Tony for her financial discussions, I would like to discuss the strategic review we announced this morning. The number one priority of the executive team and the board of directors is to create long-term shareholder value. In that regard, the executive management team has asked the board of directors to establish a review committee to review the company's business plan, capital deployment, and long-term strategy to identify opportunities to enhance shareholder value. These alternatives are not limited in scope and could include changes in the strategy, operations, a strategic business combination, divestiture, or a spin off a portion of the company, or even continuing to execute the company's current business plan. I want to provide some context on our cannabis vertical as an example. Cannabis is our largest source of cash burn and carries significant gross profit and operating profit losses due in large part to higher premiums, taxes, overheads, and cost of capital. It is also the only vertical with negative gross profit margin. That said, we reversed the trajectory of our cash burns for cannabis last year by moving up the value stream from extraction to manufacturing and selling our own branded products. We went from selling no branded cannabis products in February to selling products in more than 80% of the legal Canadian market today. Looking forward We believe we are two to three years from profitability in cannabis, depending on our vape launch, and continued success of our flower rollout, barring any significant regulatory hurdles. However, cannabis today generates less than 10% of the revenues, but accounts for more than 20% of the total cash burn. We believe cannabis will be a great long-term business, but the board must consider if cannabis or other businesses are right for Neptune today we are moving quickly to maximize shareholder returns and will provide any updates at the appropriate time with that i turn the call over to tony to discuss our financial results
3: thank you michael and good morning everyone our first quarter fiscal year 2022 revenue amounted to 12.4 million dollars which increased 10 percent versus the comparable year ago period and increased 83 percent versus our fourth quarter fiscal year 2021 revenue of $6.8 million. This year-over-year growth was driven by increased Sprout and B2C cannabis sales partially offset from exiting the oil extraction business. Gross profit during the quarter was a loss of $2.9 million compared to a gross profit of $3.3 million in the comparable year-ago period. Our reported gross margin was minus 23% versus 29% in the comparable year-ago period. These declines in gross profit and gross margin were primarily due to ramping up our new cannabis brands, Moodring and Panache into 80% of the Canadian market, exiting the extraction business and sprout integration. By excluding from cost of sales, depreciation and amortization expenses, Various fixed and indirect costs, as well as costs related to sugar leaf, a consolidated gross profit of 13% could be derived, a positive difference of 36% when compared to the 23% gross profit loss of the quarter. Net loss attributable to Neptune for the quarter was 23 million, which declined versus a net loss of 11.4 million in the comparable year eight ago period. The increase loss is mainly attributable to higher cost of goods sold and SG&A. Adjusted editor loss during the quarter was 15.9 million, a decline versus our adjusted of 2.5 million in the comparable year-ago period. The decline in adjusted editor is mainly attributable to last year's transformation and non-recurrent higher cost of goods and certain non-recurrent SGNA costs. With regards to SGNA amounting to $20.4 million, an increase of $7.5 million comparable to the same period of this prior year. That increase is driven by non-recurrent additional legal fees and Sprout integration costs of $4.4 million and $2.4 million mainly in Sprout salaries and additional $0.8 million in insurance expense. We should note that 31% of SG&A expenses are non-cash items in the total amount of $6.1 million. Moving to our balance sheet, we ended the quarter with $48.6 million in cash on hand. The decrease in our cash position versus the fourth quarter was due to our core operating cash expenses plus the non-recurrent higher expense items we incurred an additional $5 million to build inventory for Sprout in anticipation of our expanded and announced retail launches and an advance of approximately $4 million to Sprout for operating expenses. Going forward through the year, we expect cash burn to decelerate as revenue growth continues to accelerate and improve our margins. In addition, for fiscal year 2022, we expect quarterly reported revenue to grow throughout the fiscal year and expect gross margin to improve for the full year. However, we currently expect gross margin to be negative for that same period due to production ramp ups for our brand portfolio in light of the anticipated revenue expansion for Neptune. I will now turn the call back to Michael.
2: Thank you, Tony. And I'd like to take some time and more operational details on our plan to drive revenue growth and improve gross profit margins for the full year. Let me start out with Sprout. Sprouts ended last week about $28 million in sales, and since then, we have launched into Walmart.com, Target.com, and in-Target retail stores across the U.S. We have also launched Sprouts into Metro Grocery in Canada and expect additional retail distribution in North America. We have recently announced our exclusive licensing deal for Sprouts and Cocomelon, the world's leading children's entertainment show, with more than 110 million subscribers on YouTube. We are finalizing new packaging designs with the Cocoa Melon characters and expect production to begin this fall. Our nutritional growth strategy is focused on the diversification of our supply chain and the expansion of our manufacturing base. For Biodroga, we are expanding our capabilities and offerings to a wider lineup of supplements, products, package design, manufacturing, and fulfillment. We are evolving it to be a full-service turnkey business, which we believe will lead to additional revenues with existing and new customers. We are focused on opportunities to leverage Maximal through additional high margin licensing opportunities. We are in a startup phase of conducting a clinical study on Maximal efficacy on advancing the CBD and THC bioavailability and onset time. Pending positive results, we will be exploring licensing Maximal into the global cannabis industry, which may provide an opportunity to enter the U.S. cannabis market ahead of federal legalization. I want to update you on some new products we are developing which are in various stages of sales discussion. Our innovations team has developed a line of nutraceutical sprays and pumps, which are a convenient delivery platform for consumers to take vitamins and nutraceuticals. We are exploring opportunities for the sale of these products to other CPG companies, as well as line extensions for sprouts. Imagine the convenience for parents to be able to deliver the necessary vitamins and supplements to their infants and toddlers that cannot or will not take pills or gummies. Also in development is a line of hydrogel patches as another convenient supplement delivery mechanism for consumers. The gentilation eliminates many problems with existing transdormal patches, such as skin allergies, irritations, and rashes, providing a better consumer experience. Our innovation team has also developed KetoTrud, using our proprietary emulsification process to deliver an energy boost derived 100% from non-GMO coconuts. This new line of products targets a customer who lives a low-carb, high-protein lifestyle such as keto to support brain health, weight management, and sports nutrition. I am most excited about two new products we have developed. First is EcoTable, a complete line of biodegradable and compostable tableware such as plates, bowls, cups, and utensils. EcoTable is made from sugarcane remnants left over from the processing of sugar. This. Environmentally friendly source of material has a much lower impact on the environment than traditional paper plates and contains no chemicals or bleaches. Not only does EcoTable outperform traditional paper plates, but it's cost competitive and 100% biodegradable and compostable. We are working hard to finalize orders for later this year. The second product is a new lineup of nutritional supplements, including meal replacement powders and ready-to-drink shakes. The initial response from potential customers has been very positive, and we plan to start shipping these products in the fourth quarter. And finally, I want to discuss cannabis. As I mentioned previously, we are now selling cannabis products in four main territories, accounting for more than 80% of the legal Canadian cannabis market. At the end of the quarter, we were selling products into 400 of the approximately 2,000 stores we have access to. Our growth strategy for the year is two-pronged. First, we plan to increase the number of form factors we can sell into the territories. Vapes is one of the largest and fastest growing cannabis segments. So we are rapidly moving to manufacture, factors to market our motoring branded line of vape cartridges as quickly as possible. The second part of our growth strategy is to continue to increase the number of retail stores that sell Neptune products. We have made tremendous progress so far and we are adding new stores nearly every day. I am very proud of the work that our cannabis team has done to grow our brands from zero a few months ago to a business that we believe will achieve a $1 million per month run rate later this fiscal year. I would also like to briefly touch upon our CBD beverage launch we announced earlier this year. The formulation, package design, the initial distribution, and the launch plan are in place and being executed. And we plan to launch our CBD-infused teas and beverages later this summer and start out in Florida, one of the most vibrant cannabis and hemp markets in the world. More to come. Stay tuned. That concludes my detailed operational plan. But before closing, I want to touch again on the strategic review. The top priority for both Neptune's executive team and the board of directors is creating long-term shareholder value. We've already exited underperforming legacy businesses that negatively impacted our ability to generate cash. We also recognize more can be done. So the board at the request of the executive management team initiated the strategic review to understand additional decisive steps that could lead to profitability as soon as possible. There is no set timeline, but the committee is moving quickly through the process. I believe Neptune's future is very bright. We have a great plan to drive dynamic top line growth, which will lead to gross margin expansion over time. I could not be more optimistic about Neptune's future. Finally, I would like to thank our associates for their amazing work around the world to build Neptune into a leading health and wellness CPG company. Operator, you may now open the line for questions.
1: Thank you. If you'd like to ask a question, please press star followed by one on your telephone keypad now. If you'd like to remove your question, please press star followed by two And when preparing to ask your question, please ensure your phone is unmuted locally. Our first question comes from Aaron Gray from Alliance Global Partners. Aaron, your line is now open.
4: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.
0: Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
5: Hi, good morning, and uh, thank you for the questions. So... First question for me is, is on Sprout. So some of you guys have a lot, a lot of initiatives um, with, with melon and also getting some more brick and mortar distribution. But, uh, you know, Michael, just looking back at last year, uh, $28 million, I Believe that that's USD, right? So let's call it about $35 million Canadian. Um, you know, for the quarter, it, it looks like a run rate of about $28 million Canadian. So we'd just love to get some commentary maybe on over-year trends, you know, within the Sprout business. Um, and then how you kind of see you know kind of the growth going forward and when best to expect those distribution um initiatives to kind of flow through the top line for sprout thank you
2: yeah i think that at we since we've uh talked about it last we announced the in-store target launch and i think that will have a positive impact on the growth target is one of the major retailers in this space and obviously, Walmart. We've started a relationship with, and we expect hopefully for that to come in later this year with the Coco Melon uh, characters. So Co- Sprouts is definitely going to be contributing heavily to our growth, and and it's definitely on a on a good path. And, and we've been fortunate and and have a great partner with Morgan Stanley uh, Capital Growth Fund to really assist with it. So I think that Sprouts is definitely something that that that's performing better than we expected in, in areas and. Uh, and, and brought additional opportunity to buy Droga and other parts of
5: Neptune. Okay, thanks for that cover there, Michael. Um, and then kind of looking at Canada and the cannabis operations, uh, could, you, could you give more detail there? It seemed like you, you made a comment in terms of just kind of evaluating, you know, the business there, but then kind of later on your prayer remarks, you know, talked about obviously being in 400 of 2,000 stores, talking about the two-pronged strategy, you know, more segment FAPES. And selling products, so we'd just love to kind of get you, you know how you're looking at the Canadian business, um, you know, within Neptune, uh, you know, today and going forward. You know, especially because you know we're hearing from problems such as Ontario in terms of some delays potentially in new skus, which might have an impact. So, we'd love to get in terms of how you're kind of looking at you know the Canadian business uh, based on your earlier commentary. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I'll. Uh color to that. I definitely, there is some territories and the regulatory parts change constantly, as as you pointed out. We were fortunate enough to be able to submit our SKUs before they decided that they weren't going to review SKUs for a year. Um, But we, we definitely are doing really good. And I think that the first part of the strategy was to get into the market and make sure the consumers love the product. And that's something that we've seen. We've seen our competitors adjust their pricing in the market to try and keep up with our run rates. Like our our capsules are doing, are performing very well. And I think that's something that's very unique, and it, it goes back to the relationship with Lanza on the capsules that we're using. The, the big impact, though, for the, the company on, on the bottom line and the top line is going to be coming with the flower and vape launches. We've already had great success with our flower launch. Uh, and that What we thought was going to be two weeks of inventory turned out to be less than five hours' worth of inventory. So as the flower is ramping up and we're about to enter the vape categories, we're going to see some, you know, hopefully surprises for the management and continued acceleration in the growth. Um, But we did want to lay out a strategy that was conservative, that gave us the ability to have flexibility uh, with the operations, because the key here is really winning the products. And I think Neptune has made uh, some learnings that we've watched from our peers and, and being an extraction game well, we were able to better tap into the, the consumer in the Canadian market, one being the consumer doesn't want a huge volume of one type of flower. They want a consistent variation and seasonal flowers and be able to expand and try different things. So we definitely rolled that out in, the, in our flower approach, and we've seen great success. Like we thought we had weeks of inventory, we had five hours of inventory. So we are trending really good with flour. If we can continue that trend with vapes, and vapes is a huge category and growing. And what's unique about Neptune and, and what, even though the, the, the extraction business was, was very complicated and, and, and did not perform as like prior management wanted it to, the, the vape uh, edge that we have isn't on extractor. We have a unique extractor that allows us to skip four steps. So we get it to a near-discipline form. And 50% of the vape, uh, the vape costs is in the extraction and 50% of it is in the actual hardware. So we'll be very competitive and be able to perform at all levels of volume as, as it was designed to be a B2B uh, uh, service. So I think that the vape size and the flower size of the market is going to give us the edge in, in Canada that we need, focusing on the bottom line and the top line and the gross profit margin. Um, the timing is basically just rolling out the products. We've been very conservative with the rollout in Canada just to make sure we won with the, the taste profile and the product, and we picked the highest quality. We have some of the best product developers uh, that have had years and decades of experience in, in cannabis. So that's something that I think that's going to be able to, to give us the edge. So I do think that the Canadian market will perform very well for Neptune because we had the learnings of the people that are in front of us, so we avoided a lot of the pitfalls uh, that other companies walked right
5: into. Okay, thanks for that color, Michael, that's, that's really helpful. Um, and just one third one, if I could squeeze it in, uh, uh, probably more for, for Tony here. So on the gross profit margin, uh, just looking through the md and you know, I saw, you know, a note in there talking about sort of gross profit, you know, 13% positive could be derived, right, if you strip out um, some appreciation and sugar leaf accounting. So just wondering if you could maybe give some more commentary on that. Is, is that meant to be somewhat of an, of an ad- adjusted no number that could get there, and when you might think that type of gross margin could actually be flowing through, um, you know, the reported p and Thank you.
3: Sure. So uh, yeah. So a uh, gross margin were uh, minus 23%. But if we are adding uh, those, if we are adding those cuts, uh, back, we could derive an adjusted uh, gross margin of uh, of 13%. Uh, taking out sugar leave, taking some out of the uh, indirect uh, cost and uh, depreciation and amortization. And uh, we believe that throughout the year, we continue to see improved uh, gross margins throughout the year. But we also believe that for the full year, we might uh, still see some uh, consolidated uh, 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 negative margins uh, for the year. But uh, as revenue growing uh, are accelerating gross margin improvements will also be accelerating
5: all right great thank you i'll jump back in the queue
1: we take our next question from gerald Oscarelli from karen gerald please go ahead Good
6: morning uh, thanks very much for taking the questions um I, michael based on your cannabis um, commentary just i guess a housekeeping item um are, are you still expecting the revenue generation to start to flow through to the P&L starting in, in the fourth quarter of this year, or has that been kind of pushed back? Um, and then, I guess the second part of my question is: I think you had offered um, a run rate revenue of a million dollars per month. Does that still hold, and, and, and should we expect to see that, you know, in the in, in by four Q of this year, or? does does that get pushed out? Um, Any color you can provide there um, would be helpful. Thank you. Uh, They still
2: hold, and hopefully we do better. And so I definitely think that cannabis is something that we've definitely been able to to continue to see improvements in, and it's performing better than we've expected. There is delays in reporting revenue as far as, like, we ship out but we wait for POS data to include the revenue. So there is a lag between when we shipped and got the orders and got paid from the providences before it shows up in our P&L. Got it.
6: That's helpful. Um, your SG&A, um, definitely showed a nice improvement quarter over quarter. Um, you know, as you scale your revenues and, um, you know, maybe gross, gross margin improves a little bit. Um, on the on, on the Cogs line, can you just talk about the ability for the company to, to leverage the G and A line further? Like can we um are, are you are you expecting G and A as a percentage of sales to continue to go down, you know, over the remainder of this year, um, you know, to kind of protect your bottom line, um your bottom line up?
3: Yeah, sure, maybe I can take that question on. So, uh, yes, we are con- we expect continuous improvement on SGNA. We have a variance uh, for this quarter and that was mainly driven by non recurrent expenses due to the uh, acquisition and integration costs. But if we would take them out, we would even have seen a little lower than expected SGNA. So, we are going to be very disciplined on uh, on our cost control.
6: Thanks, Tony. That's helpful. If I could just uh, follow up with one more, and this is more of a housekeeping item um, as well, but um, any expectations, and I don't know if I missed this, but um, on what you expect to uh, your CapEx to be this year, looks like it's definitely running lower than last year, um, but any broad color you can provide, if if, if it doesn't have to be guidance, but how should we think about it maybe relative to last year, I guess?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, uh, CapEx uh, uh, investments have been behind us, so we now uh, completed the transition, so we expect CapEx investments to be on the very low side, so uh, uh, there, there is no meaningful need for, uh, you know, to model out for any CapEx investments.
6: Got it. Um, very helpful colleague. Thank you. I'll pass it on.
1: Our next question comes from John Chu from Desjardins Capital Markets. John, please go ahead.
7: Hi, good morning. I, I, Michael, I think we talked about um, a two to three-year profitability outlook for the cannabis segment. So I'm just kind of curious, what kind of assumptions are being built into that uh, in order for you to get to that profitability level within that time frame? And, are you factoring in any of the early successes you're seeing in, in flower and whatnot and so any any additional color would be helpful
3: yeah sure uh i may take this one on so uh, uh we expect uh, uh, cannabis to ramping up uh, uh, pretty fast because of the success of the flowers and the anticipated success of the vape and also uh, the good margins that uh, these products are providing us uh, and uh, we would You know i'm comfortable giving a window of 18 to 30 months of reaching profitability for the cannabis business
7: okay and then can you maybe just talk about some of the the new product launches and so you're talking vapes soon i guess and and is there anything else in the pipeline in, in terms of other products that you're planning to launch that can give us a bit more of a, some visibility from the, from the top line, and then this 18 to 30 month time frame you have for profitability?
6: Yes,
2: um, definitely the vapes and the flower continued rollout are the keys for both uh, the, the profitability and, and the growth. Um, we are looking into, and we have a study that I mentioned in my script about Maximal with a combination of THC and CBD. when that study if it's like the prior studies with other supplements, um, we anticipate that being a unique thing for both the U.S. and Canadian market um, because that would increase the, the – make, essentially make a THC three times stronger uh, potentially and uh, the onset within two minutes. So I think that would be a game changer when it comes to IP for Neptune for both the U.S. market and the Canadian market. And it also gives us the ability to enter the U.S. Uh, cannabis market by licensing maximal through the U- U.S. state operators. So that's something that I think is going to be something that we haven't factored in. That could be something that's high-margin licensing, obviously, and gives us the ability to play in the U.S. market as well.
7: Okay, so that—that's what you meant then. That uh, in terms of entering the U.S. legalization is by, uh, I guess renting out to the ip to to msos
2: yes because that allow us to license our maximal uh proprietary uh, uh, formulation patented to uh, the msos without touching the thc so that would allow us to be able to give a better onset for them on their edibles and digestibles um and also give them access to our, our capsules so i think if that's something that's going to give us a strategic edge. We are, as we talked about, looking at strategic, uh, strategic structuring that may also give us additional edge in the U.S. market as well. So we, we feel very strong that we're well positioned to start taking market share aggressively in Canada. And now we're looking at how to optimize the U.S. side. So we definitely have gotten to the right point uh, and focusing uh, and gotten through the transition and all of the CapEx that was prior committed uh, by uh the, the extraction plans that the prior management had. So now we're focused heavily on the execution and the growth, and making sure that in Canada and in the U.S.
7: And sorry, remind me again the, the time frame upon which you might be able to understand whether or not uh, the maximum and that IP, uh, I guess, is successful, and then when you can think you might be able to license that into the U.S.
2: Uh, Their study will be late this year, uh, and then we would be obviously able to execute on that. Uh, Okay. Great. Thank
7: you.
1: We take our next question from Doug Main from RBC Capital Markets. Doug, please go ahead.
5: Thank you. Um, my question really has to do with the burn rate and the current cash position of the company and the fact that the cannabis business really won't be profitable for two to three years. Tony, can you tell us uh, the needs for further equity financing uh, that are going to be required by the company over the next um, six to 12 months? Sure.
3: Uh, Sure. So uh, as we have uh, uh, said last quarter, we don't expect to raise any capital uh, uh, for the rest of the year. You know, that that hasn't changed. As we are accelerating uh, revenues and improving uh, gross margins, we don't expect any additional capital raise.
5: Okay. Um, So when we think about um, the losses and, and the cash burn that we just saw on this latest quarter, what you're telling us is that there's going to be a material improvement over the next quarter or two to ensure that you uh, do not need to raise any further equity, correct?
3: Yeah, so first I would say, uh, you know, for the, uh, for the, for the cannabis, uh, you know, we have given a window uh, much closer than next two to three years. So the window is more around 18 to, to, 30, to 30 months. And, uh, and with regards to the, uh, to the cash burn, we believe that as ex- revenue are accelerating and margin are increasing, that we have visibility that we don't need to raise ca- uh, capital for the rest of the year.
5: Okay, great. Thank you.
1: As a final reminder to ask any further questions, please press star followed by one on your telephone keypad now. So we have no further questions bringing today's call to an end thank you all for joining you may now disconnect your lines
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today.